Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Um, Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Matt Porman. I'm the lead pastor here at Cornerstone Vineyard Church, and uh, holy cow, it is packed in here this morning. I'm glad we're all wearing masks. All right. Uh, Maybe the ushers need to have a breath mint even. Hopefully anybody got like bad breath breath this morning is coming through your mask, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Man, oh, holy cow. I like this, by the way. It's kind of nice to have a packed house this morning. So I want to welcome those of you joining us online as well. Super uh, glad that you're with us this morning as well. A couple quick things for me before we go into the teaching today. Uh, Real quick, I just on your seat, if you're here in person, you got one of these invite cards. Please take that with you. Invite somebody to come back with you to church next Sunday uh, for Easter. Again, this is a time where a lot of people are open to coming to church that don't normally come to church. Uh, So that'd be great if you could invite somebody. Um, But I also want to take a moment and celebrate a couple things with you. Uh, We've been doing this a lot over the last couple of months. Just God's doing stuff, by the way. And uh, it's kind of an exciting and fun as a church family uh, to celebrate what he's doing around us. And so a couple of quick things that I want to talk about today. The first one is an, about an email that we received a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we actually received an email from uh, a gentleman here at the church. His name is Dave Sherwood. He's actually here this morning uh, over here. He and Dave, some of you might know Dave. Dave is the amazing gentleman who wheels in an awesome guy named Gary in a wheelchair uh, to church every Sunday, and we are blessed to have them part of our church. And uh, this particular uh, email was uh, to give God credit for uh, doing some cool stuff about a dream that Gary has had to, uh, to put on. He, he's like had this dream for a long time to produce or uh, to put on a podcast or a radio show. And uh, God has actually made that a reality. So I want to read you this uh, email. It'll come up on the screen as well. All right, go ahead and bring that up. If you would, ready, go. There we go, awesome. Perfect. After many months and lots of dreaming, studying and praying, WDTS 1620 AM is going to be a reality. We finally made connection with Jim Holtz of Towers for Jesus. He has personally built towers all over the world. He is heralded as the leading Christian radio tower builder. With a transmitting tower and the internet and an an unending vision, broadcasting begins soon. Gary can't speak well, but I love this part, but that didn't keep him from believing that he can still be useful in making Christ famous. Yeah. And so I want to share that with you. I've been in conversation with, with Dave about this for a while. We tried to figure out if there were some, play, some people in the church who could help and all that kind of stuff. But um, if you were here last weekend or you plugged in online, I talked last weekend about the fact that nothing, in Jesus' name, nothing can hold us back. Folks, I'm going to tell you that God is working that through Gary right now. And that is amazing to me. And I think that's something to celebrate together and give God credit for. So wanted to mention that this morning. Uh, second thing I want to celebrate is uh, about a story uh, involving a guy named Tim Clays. Tim's picture will come up on the screen. This is Tim. Some of you guys know Tim. Tim has been around Cornerstone uh, since the very beginning, uh, the, since we started a couple years ago. He's one of our kids' volunteers. Awesome dude. And a couple of weeks ago, he grabbed me uh, out in the atrium uh, by the kids' uh, ministry check-in desk. And he said, he said, hey, man, I don't... I don't know what's going on, but I've had hiccups for the last three or four days. 
And it's starting to get really irritating. How many of you know, like hiccups for a few hours is annoying, let alone three or four days. And so uh, I've actually had, just in the news recently, I heard somebody that had hiccups for like, like a few months and whatever. And I was like, so basically I was like, well, I'm sure that's gotta be annoying. Hey, can, can we just pray about that right now? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I'd love to do that. So I took a moment, I put my hand on his shoulder and I prayed for him that God would stop his hiccups and those kind of things. And I said, amen. He said, thanks. And we went about the rest of our morning. Well, what I didn't know is uh, not long after that, and I didn't know this for probably three or four days, but um, that following week, he came in just really excited. He didn't want to talk to me. He's like, where's Pastor Man? Where's Pastor Man? He talked to me, and he basically said, hey, I want you to know that after you prayed, my hiccup stopped. My hiccup stopped, and after three or four days, his hiccup stopped, and I'm not saying that I was so eloquent in, in my prayer or whatever, but here's what I, I want to give God credit for making his hiccup stop right? God is doing things around us. And so folks, uh, I don't know, like Josh mentioned this just a minute ago when he was up here. Um, when we come together, uh, we come together because we're expecting to, it's not about me. It's not about Josh. It's not about the worship team. It's not about the music. It is about meeting with a holy God. And by the way, that's happening. And so uh, my hope is that you come in prepared just to really meet with the Lord this morning. And I think there's some cool stuff for us in the midst of this today as well. So uh, with that, I want to pray for the offering. But before we do that, a couple of reminders. Um, we have offering boxes on either side of the door on your way out. There's one in the atrium. There's one in the kids' area if that's helpful for you. We try to make it convenient for you uh, on our website at cornerstonevineyard.church/give. There's a text option, uh, snail mail. The Church Center app, by the way, if you're not hooked up to the Church Center app, you can download that from the App Store, connect it to Cornerstone. There's lots of things you can do there. All right? Um, so do that as, as uh, you see fit to do that. Um, so we want to pray about that, but we also want to pray uh, this morning. Uh, if you were here last week, I had mentioned uh, one of our very own, Mike Wood, who has been in the hospital with coronavirus uh, stuff and complications. And some of you uh, maybe know some of this update because you're on our Facebook group. By the way, if you're not on our Facebook group, go get connected to our Facebook group. It's where some of this stuff is getting shared. Um, Jennifer's actually here this morning, his wife. So uh, can we just give her a round of applause for being here this morning? I uh, appreciate her being here this morning. And here's why we also can give uh, applause, because Mike has had a pretty good week this week. And so uh, I'll tell you this, folks, uh, he's still critical, um, and so we need to keep praying, but I think God is listening to our prayers. Um, so I said last week that the doctors originally were giving him a 5% chance to live, which is why we took some time to pray for him. Uh, over the last uh, week, he's had some ups and downs, but overall it's been up, and uh, he was on 100% oxygen, and now he's now on 70% oxygen. Um, 60% oxygen, thank you for that correction, and he's actually maintaining 98 to 99% of his own levels. Um, they've got uh, his heart, his cardio, echocardiogram came back, it's not, his heart's not damaged, uh, his, his kidneys are performing the way they're supposed, like stuff is happening and moving. And so uh, I would just ask you to keep praying for Mike, um, and uh, I, I'm, this is going to be a cool God story, I think. Um, so we'll just keep praying, okay? So I want to pray for Mike, and then I'll pray for the offering as well, if you would pray with me. So Father, we want to continue to pray for our brother Mike. And God, we continue to pray for your healing touch upon his life. God, thank you for the progress that he has made. God, I know as, as Jennifer keeps saying, these are baby steps. God, we're going to ask this week there will be leaps forward in Jesus' name. And God, that you would bring him back to full restoration. And God, you would take this junk out of his lungs. And God, allow him to be further out of the sedation and all those kind of things. God, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep moving, God, we pray. And continue to be compassionate and loving to Jennifer and the family as they walk through this process as well. And uh, thanks for giving us an opportunity as a church family to, to love on them through the process. And God, we do pray uh, as well. We take a moment just to pray for as many of us will participate in giving financially back to you, God, through the boxes that are online and those kind of things. God, we pray that as we do that, Lord, we Jesus, we would be an act of worship to you as we do. 
We know that following you should affect every area of our lives, emotionally, relationally, physically, as well as financially. So God, we pray that it's a worshipful act as we give. And we pray, God, that you would bless us as staff and leaders and pastors of the church, that we would do the most amount of kingdom stuff with every dollar that comes into the church. We just want to keep seeing you move. So keep moving, we pray. And give us wisdom to, to use that as best as we can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, if you want to grab a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 9. That's where we're going to land today, Acts chapter 9. It's in the New Testament, so kind of go through the Old Testament and flip a little further, and you'll find the book of Acts chapter 9. If you don't have a Bible with you, that's okay. Just a reminder that we are uh, have our message notes on sermons.church. So if you open a browser, sermons.church, and uh, search for Cornerstone Vineyard Church, all that stuff will be there for you. It's interactive message notes. You can still fill in the blanks and all that kind of stuff, okay? All right, and so to get us started today, uh, I want to start like this. How many of you are aware that there's a really big basketball tournament going on right now? Anybody? Yeah, no. Uh, so there's some people like, oh yeah, there's a, so like you probably kind of have to live under a rock to not know that like it's March Madness time, right, baby? It's the big, big tournament of college basketball. And of course, it's, it, it's very meaningful this year because uh, this coronavirus, we didn't have, there was no March Madness last year. And so there's a lot of hype with it right now and all those kinds of things. So I'm just curious, how many of you are bracket fillers? You guys, okay, some of you, okay. Man, this, is, this side of the room is bracket filler. So like y'all sat on nobody's bracket filler. I don't fill out a bracket. My wife Leah and my son fill out brackets. Uh, I usually wait till they get to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, and then I decide uh, what, what to do and all that kind of stuff. Actually, there was somebody I used to work with that they would actually fill out a bracket every year, but they would do it in such a way that they would, the only way they would pick the winner is, is whose mascot could beat up the other mascot. That's how they would figure it out. So I don't really know if that works. But um, so I bring up March Madness because, again, there's a lot of hype about it this year because we didn't have it last year, all that kind of stuff. But the other reason is, is because each year in March Madness, um, March Madness loves what they call a Cinderella story, right? And what that means, if you have no idea what that means, is that a Cinderella story, meaning that, like, right, the underdog is making a run for it, right? And how many of you have been watching the, the, this, the, the tournament? Who has been the, un, the underdog that's come forward so far in the tournament? Oral Roberts University, which, by the way, is a Christian organization. I think God's uh, favor has been on them a little bit, right? But they're, they're just in this, like, they've been on this run, right? And so if you have no idea because you're like, Matt, I'm not a sports person. I want to fill you in what's been happening over the last couple weeks, okay? First of all, Oral Roberts came into the tournament as a number 15 seed, which is not very high, all right? The first week, so they're thinking they're going to probably get knocked out in the first round, right? They go up against number two, Ohio State, they knock them out, which, by the way, for those of us that are Indiana Hoosiers, we like that, right? 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 So they knock out Ohio State. Then the following, right, they go through and they defeat number seven, Florida, to get into the Sweet 16, which was last night. And how many of you watched the game last night? I watched the game. It came down to the last bucket, right? And it was inches away, 70 to 72. They lost in the final seconds of the game. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I was really thinking this illustration would have been really great if they would have won yesterday. Um, <laughs> So all that in mind, okay, so I'm just kind of making sure we're all on the same page, right? So beyond uh, some people calling this a Cinderella story, uh, some people were over the last couple of weeks going, man, this is kind of a miracle. This is a really small Christian school. Like they, like they, they don't they recruit as much as the other colleges and all that kind of stuff. Like, they, they, man, this is just not, maybe just this is a miracle even. Now, I don't think that I would use the word miracle for a basketball game or a basketball tournament, okay? But what we're going to talk about today, and this was kind of going through my head this week, is that I want to talk about the concept of a miracle this morning, but more importantly, the concept of a miracle in the context of the unlikely or that which makes log logical sense uh, is happening, right? The opposite of what's logically making sense would happen is a miracle. 
essentially how to be uh, like Oral Roberts, right, is like part of, those, part of the unlikely. How do we as, as humans, as Christians, how do we become more part of the unlikely more often in our lives? Because this is kind of a once in a lifetime thing for Oral Roberts, right? They were in this tournament. But what would it look like for you and I to be in that kind of, those kind of unlikely, miraculous moments more often in our lives? I don't know about you, but I want to in on that stuff. And so I want you to take a look at a couple of verses because here's the reality, folks. For us that are followers of Jesus, now if you're, if you're exploring Jesus, keep exploring Jesus, we're glad you're here. But if we're a follower of Jesus, folks, we have the ability in Jesus' name to be part of miracles all the time. Take a look at a couple of verses. Matthew 17, 20. It says, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you, must say, you may say to this mountain, move from here to there. And look at this, it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So we as followers of Jesus, folks, if we're here today, we are uh, giving our life over to Jesus. We have the ability to be part of the unlikely, part of the opposite of what is expected, real miracles. John 14, 12 through, 20, uh, through 14, sorry. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Now these are Jesus' words here, right? And so if you know uh, about Jesus' life, he did lots of miracles while he was walking this earth, right? And so what this verse is telling us, what he's telling us is to say, hey, yeah, I, I know you've seen me do lot, these unlikely things. I know you've seen me do these things that are beyond logical, uh, the, the ways of, of, of life generally, but, but what I'm telling you is, is that ultimately this is gonna continue, but it's gonna continue continue through you and through me and through us and through the church. By the way, folks, that means that the unlikely is, with your, it was, is within our reach. That's a good news. And then finally, Mark 16, 6, 17 and 18 says, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. And I love this part. And they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And I don't know about you, but I want to be part of all that. So I want you to hold that thought. Uh, we are finishing up a series here at Cornerstone we've been in over the last several weeks called Rock Solid, Lessons from the Training of Peter. And what we've been doing in this series, we've been taking, look, taking a look at different stories throughout Scripture uh, that involve the Apostle Peter, one of the 12 disciples, and, and essentially taking a look at, as he was trained by Jesus for three years to be a disciple, uh, these circumstances, looking at them and trying to figure out like, okay, if he was being trained, because many of you know, right, our, our vision for 2021 is to, to go into training, to be a deeper disciple, to, to really grow in our discipleship this year, to look at as, as his training was going on, what life lesson can we take from him and apply to our own lives? And today we're going to jump into the story in Acts chapter 9 in which we see Peter do some key things in living, by the way, not just hoping for, but living for the unlikely, for the supernatural, for the miraculous which is something I think he very much learned from Jesus. And so let's take a look at our text today. Uh, again, in Acts 9, starting in verse 32. We're going to read 10 verses today, so hang with me, okay? Starting verse 32 says this, and says, As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Leda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been, had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Leda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. Kind of an interesting name. But her, in Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. 
Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with him. Peter sent them out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. So I know it's a lengthy text there, but our title today from this text is this. It's Kingdom Agent Tapping into the Power of the Supernatural. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about two keys that I see in this text of more, uh, for us to more regularly be uh, a kingdom agent. Uh, essentially, what, uh, where we're going to head is to uh, be part of and all up in the unlikely. How do we, how do we get to or position ourselves to be all up in where we see more miraculous things, more supernatural things than we do uh, days that we don't? And I think there's a couple keys in here that we see from Peter to be able to do that. And so let's jump right in. As I mentioned, we have two points today. Here's your first one. You can write this in on your handout or on the notes. Uh, as we talk about being an effective kingdom agent, here's number one. Being a, a, a kingdom agent includes, number one, an alertness of what's next. An alertness of what's next. Now, I hear my, my mother-in-law's chuckling over here because uh, some of you, I think I mentioned this before, uh, but it came up in my mind again. Uh, this picture that I have there, uh, you can go to the next picture, we'll blow it up a little bit, all right, is of, uh, of the, the Jed Bartlett. It's, uh, this is the president of the United States from the show West Wing. Um, and so Lee and I, we are huge West Wing fans. Uh, we are actually currently watching through uh, the, ser- the series of West Wing, I think now for the third or fourth time. And uh, immediately when I wrote this uh, point, I was thinking about President Bartlett because President Bartlett, one of his signature phrases in this show as he goes throughout uh, the show in the days of being president is that he always says, okay, what's next? Essentially, what he's doing is he's signifying his alertness uh, that, and knowing that it's his job as the president of the United States means that there's always something coming up. Do you know that presidents don't like get a whole lot of sleep? Right? There, there's always something coming up. Right? There's somebody that, that, he need, that, that needs to meet with him. There's a meeting he has to have. Right? There's a decision that needs to be made. Right? Direction needs to be given, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? There's, there's always something next. So in the show, he's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And where I want to head with this point, folks, is that we will be more part of the unlikely, you and I, especially if we're followers of Jesus, if we, like Jed Bartlett, the President Bartlett in West Wing, right, if we anticipate that there is something that's next, spiritually, right, that there's, that there's always going to be some, what's the, we're going to be kind of looking for the next kingdom thing that God has in front of us. Back in the text, verse 38 and 39 says, when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. And then I underline this, Peter went with them. And when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. And I took notice of these, these, this one phrase, like Peter went with them. And, and now, now the reason I think that's significant is because I'm sure like Peter is like most of you and I, right? Most of the time when we wake up in the day, right? When we get up in the morning, we have a game plan. Like when you woke up this morning, you kind of knew like, okay, hey, I'm going to get rest, dressed and I'm going to go to church and then I'm going to have lunch. And I'm going to do this. We kind of know what's on our agenda for the day. And so I don't think Peter is any different than you and I, right? He's just a human being, right? He probably woke up and he's going, okay, here's what I'm going to do today, right? He's in Joppa, right? And all this kind of stuff, like, like all this kind of stuff. He, he knew like he, this is what his agenda was. And then he has these people right like come to him out of the blue just because he's in the next town over and says hey we need you to come and the fact that Peter comes at once and goes 
is incredible to me because I keep saying in this series that, that Peter and I are very much alike. Uh, he's the boisterous one, out loud one, can stick his foot in his mouth kind of guy. That's kind of me sometimes. But, but if you know me at all, you know that I'm a planner. I like to plan things. And, and so oftentimes I'm like 10 steps ahead of anybody who's what they're even thinking or considering, those kind of things. And so if Peter is anything like me, I'd be like, okay, like somebody comes to me and says, hey, I need you to come. I'm not sure I would have gone at once. But the fact is he went at once. And so what this tells me is that Peter had alertness of knowing that his job, like the president, as a disciple of Christ meant this, meant that he, it's gonna, he's gonna have to embrace the fact that there's always something else gonna be coming up. There's gonna be some group of people that he needs to go talk to. He needs to tell about Jesus. There's gonna be somebody needs healed. Some, some spiritual counsel needs to be given. There's somebody in a crisis. He's, as, a, as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple of Christ, he realized what's next? And as we read in this text, I love it, Peter is about ready to be part of the unlikely because he said yes and he went, right? A dead girl miraculously gets uh, brought back to life. That which is not logical and doesn't make logical sense, Peter gets to be a part of. Why? Because he adjusted his schedule, right? He adjusted his schedule. And so I'm thinking about us. I'm thinking about, folks, for you and I, I like likely your life is like mine, and, and I think sometimes we miss supernatural things, miraculous things, the unlikely happening in our lives and for the people around us because we're too busy and we're all caught up in our own stuff. Right? Now, I know that the, the coronavirus slowed us down for probably eight weeks, but then how many of you know that we went right back to where we were? Right? And so your, your life is probably like mine. And so oftentimes we're not even aware because we're, we're just so busy or we're so caught up in our own stuff that, that we're, we're, we don't even notice that there's even a possibility of a supernatural thing that's right, on, right around the horizon. Let me try to illustrate this for you this morning. Uh, I, I mentioned to you last week that my wife Lee and I are in the process of trying to buy a vehicle, which again is really awful, all right? And so uh, we've decided that we uh, would really like to have one of these. You can bring that picture up. This is a Chevy Traverse. Um, and so we really like the Chevy Traverse. We're trying to look for a Chevy Traverse. And it's been crazy for us to find uh, one we want uh, in the price range we have and all those kind of things. Um, but but as, I was, uh, as we decided on this, it was interesting because uh, now that we know this is what we want, do you know how many of them I see on the road all the time? It's crazy. Like we went to uh, Chicago on Monday, last Monday, uh, to look at a couple of them. And literally, I'm not, I'm not even like uh, embellishing this at all, but we were driving down the road and within no, no doubt, 60 seconds, there was one and there was two and there was three on the left side of the road, right? Now, now some of you know, like you chuckle about that because you know, right? It's not like all of a sudden that like poof, right? Chevy Traverse just like are now on the road, right? They've always been there, but what's happening is now I'm actually noticing them, right? I'm, I'm taking notice of them. And so I think if we can take that concept, folks, and when it comes to spiritual things, I think the same is true from the supernatural and the unlikely. We're just not aware of it or we're not looking for it and it's there and there's an opportunity. And I don't know about you, but, if, but, if, but like, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm getting a little frustrated that I'm seeing it so much because I can't find one for me, right? But, but the reality is, is I don't want to be frustrated, right, uh, from a supernatural unlikely thing because I, I want to see it and go after it. Isaiah 49, uh, for, sorry, uh, Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And so what that, what that verse tells us right there, folks, is that, is that God is doing a new thing. And by the way, he's always doing a new thing. God is not an idle God. 
God is always up to something. And what we have to do oftentimes is we have to just be looking for what God is up to. Back in my old office when I was in another church, I used to have on my wall, it says, what is God doing? Because I had to remind myself often about the fact that, man, when something's not going my way, or ultimately, even if the day is really great, God is still doing something. And it says, I love that it says, uh, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Do, do you not perceive the fact that God is doing something? Folks, we can be so wrapped up in our own stuff that we are missing a holy moment that we can be having for our own lives or ultimately for the lives of somebody else. And I think most of us in the room, because most of us are followers of Jesus, right? We want to have a spiritual impact, do we not? And if we want to have a spiritual impact, then we need to go after seeing and perceiving what God is up to. And I'll just be the first to tell you that, yeah, I'm a pastor, but by the way, I'm, I'm actually not so great at this. Like, I, I can get so wrapped up in my stuff that I miss, I know, I know I am missing supernatural opportunities in front of me. But you know what? It's the reason why when Tim was out in the atrium, he said, hey, I've been having hiccups for four days. My response was, hey, let's pray. Because my thought was like, hey, let's go after it and see if God does something. Let's see if God shows up. Now, I, I've never tried to raise somebody from the dead like Peter did, but can I tell you, it'd be kind of cool to try. Has anybody in the room ever tried to raise someone from the dead? A couple people in the room? Uh, I figured Dean Rice, this dude's like a spiritual father, like you're amazing. This probably worked, hasn't it, Dean? No, okay, it's not work. okay. <laughs> so I've never tried that, right? But I think it'd be really cool because here's what I know. I have been part of, been following Jesus for a long time and I've seen miraculous things happen. I've seen the unlikely happen. I've been in a place where somebody's back was instantly healed. I, I've seen cancer disappear. Um, made a list. Bones healed, a marriage restored on the spot, depression taken away, addiction gone at once. And so I, so I think if I've seen that stuff happen, then man, it'd be interesting to give it a shot. So I was thinking this week about a, a friend of mine. He's another pastor, a uh, friend of mine. And he actually had someone, uh, this was years ago, call and actually ask him to do this. How many of you, that's an interesting phone call. And so they said, hey, mom died. Um, would you come over and pray and see, and see if we can pray and bring her back? And, uh, and so uh, he went. He went and he prayed. Um, and so I was thinking like, like Peter, right? They came to the town and said, hey, this you know, died. Can you, you know, Tabitha, we want her back and all that kind of stuff. And so if I remember correctly, after he prayed, she actually sat up and sang a song. No, I'm kidding. She didn't do that at all. Um, <laughs> some of you were like, oh, right. <laughs> so I, for, if I remember the story correctly, right, I, I think uh, he went, they prayed, uh, and, and it didn't happen. I think Dean was just mentioned that you, you prayed and, and it didn't happen. Um, and so I don't know why that doesn't happen and why it happened for Peter, those kinds of, but, but, but as, I, as I remember that story, I remember his saying to me, you know, it was a weird phone call to get and yeah, it didn't work, but man, I had to give it a shot. And the reason why he had to give it a shot because he knew, he knew that he's a kingdom spiritual agent and if he's got the living Holy Spirit inside of him, then why not give it a try, Right? Because here's what, he, here's what he did know was possible, is that if he didn't go, if he didn't try, it was guaranteed not to work. But if he gave a shot, who knows? And I think we see Peter doing this. He adjusted his schedule to go, and then ultimately, gosh, it pays off, and, and Tabitha wakes up. And so here's a question for us. You can write this in on your handout for this point today. Am I generally kingdom alert or lethargic on the sidelines? You can write that down. Am I generally kingdom alert or lethargic on the sideline? 
Folks, we're supposed to be kingdom agents that are kingdom alert, making Jesus famous, not be lackluster on the, on the, on the sidelines. And I'll just, again, be very upfront and honest with you, is that I can, I can be, and I've been following Jesus for a long time, I can be lackluster on the sidelines sometimes. And so this, this particular message this week challenged me personally to go, I want to be more aware of what the next, what, God, what is next? Because by the way, do you know, there's another scripture, I don't have this up for you. Do you know that the Bible actually says that our, our life is just a mist? And like, in, in comparison to eternity, your 80, 90 years of this life is a very, just a little blip on the radar. And mine is. And I want to have the most kingdom impact that I absolutely positively can have. And so I want to be, I don't want to be lackluster on the sidelines. I, I want to get in the game. My hope is this, that, that this inspires you today to go, man, I'm going to be looking this week for what's next. So that's the first thing. Being a kingdom agent includes an alertness of what's next. Second thing, you can write this in. Being a kingdom agent includes being somewhat spiritually aggressive. Write that down. Be somewhat spiritually aggressive. Two verses from our text that I get this from. Verse one is 34. It says, Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. And then I underline this, get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. And so when I saw that, when I read that, the very first time I read through it this week, I was like, man, that's a little aggressive, wouldn't you say? Like very direct, like Aeneas, Jesus heals you, get up. And then verse 40 says, Peter sent them out of the room. And then he got down on his knees and prayed, turning toward the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. Again, we see the get up after, by the way, which is interesting to me. Uh, he says get up after he then, he, he pushes everybody out of the room. Like, that's a very interesting part of this story, by the way. Uh, it'd be like if you, uh, I'm, I'm sure we've all gone to a, a viewing uh, for somebody, right? It'd be like going to a viewing and saying, hey, um, I need everybody to leave the room. I need a few minutes with the deceased. That'd be a little awkward. I, I think that's a little spiritually aggressive in the, in the first place, right? But then he goes on and says, as he prays and all that kind of stuff and whatever, then, then he says, get up. And so here's the idea that I want to spend the rest of our time with today. Folks, if we want to be an effective kingdom agent where we see the supernatural, where we see the unlikely happening more regularly and more often than not in our lives, then we, um, by the way, we, we, we ought to want to do that. I know sometimes the, the, the supernatural can be like people are like, ooh, it's a little weird or whatever. Um, and it's why like in the Bible when God was doing something, he would always say the first thing he would say, do you know what he say? Don't be afraid. So don't, don't be afraid of the supernatural. It's really exciting and fun when God does this. So we should w really want to see all that stuff. But what, if, we, if we're gonna see all that stuff, then folks, we have to step into the authority that we've been given in the name of Jesus Christ. If you don't know the, the Lord Jesus Christ, if you made him the Lord of your life, he has given you full on authority to take and do things in his name. It says in Matthew 28, 18 and 19 says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, you've probably been around the church for any amount of time. You've probably heard that verse before. There's lots of things to take from that. But in our context today, it is important to notice in the fact that in verse 19, it says, therefore, go. Directly following when Jesus is saying, hey, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So basically, he's saying, hey, I've, I've been given a lot of authority. Actually, I've been given all authority, and I'm now giving this, therefore go. I'm giving you authority in my name to go and do things. That is significant, folks, because we have been given authority by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's no one higher. There's no one higher. 
And, and so what I, uh, if we go back to the context of our story with Peter, right? So we see Peter, who, by the way, is our kind of our all-in disciple, isn't he? We've been studying him over the last couple weeks. He's kind of the all-in disciple, right? We see him really owning this authority in Jesus' name. He takes it full on. He's going full throttle, which is the only way Peter knows how to do stuff, go full throttle, right? And he gets spiritually aggressive. By the way, by doing that, it's a pretty effective strategy by being spiritually aggressive. And so, I don't know, this is not a great illustration, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So this week, uh, I, it made me think as I was thinking about spiritual aggression. Uh, back when I was in high school, my sister, uh, who's only 11 months older than my twin brother and I, she was a cheerleader. And uh, being a cheerleader, she would always walk around the house and she would do all these cheers. And I could not get this cheer out of my head this week with this message, so I'm just gonna be, give it to you anyway. Like I said, it's not a great illustration, but here it is. So, this is what, and if you know it, you can sing along, right? This is what I, this cheer kept coming to my mind. Be aggressive, B-E aggressive, B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E, be aggressive, B-E aggressive, right? Now, how many of you have heard that before, right? You go, okay, most of you guys are, I'm, I'm a little sad to say that I actually know that verse, that whole thing, but. So anyway, so that was just going through my head the whole time. And again, th that particular cheer was right created years ago, right, to, 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 hey, football players, get aggressive, go after it, all those kind of things, right? But folks, it, for this point, if I, can, if I can use that this morning, uh, I think that that cheer is a good one for us to encourage each other in uh, because ultimately, right, if we want to see this unlikely stuff happen in our lives, and we've got to be aggressive. And we've got to cheer each other on in the midst of it. So I want you to write this statement in our handout. Exuding confidence and godly authority often spiritually shakes things up. You can write that down. Exuding confidence and godly authority often spiritually shake things up. So we've got to be aggressive, be aggressive. We've got to be aggressive spiritually because if we don't, if we're not aggressive, we don't exude, put that back up there just a little bit longer for me. Thanks, buddy. If we don't exude that stuff, if we don't go into aggression spiritually, then probably more than likely that, that, we, will, that we'll see Maybe some here or there spiritual things, but it's likely that we may not see any spiritual uh, kingdom unlikely things happen in our lives because we're not going after it. Actually, I was thinking this week about a, uh, years ago, I got a phone call to the church. I was like, hey, this is Matt. Thanks for calling the church. And somebody's going through a rough time. And this was the question that they had for me. They said, Matt, are you a healer? And that kind of took me back a little bit. I said, what do you, what do you mean? Are, am I a healer? And and the, the lady on the phone was say, saying to me, well, like, like, do you, do you, like, when you pray, do people get healed? And, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I understand that, like, there's spiritual giftings and all that kind of stuff. And I do think maybe God blesses certain people, all that kind of stuff. But um, this was my response to her. I was like, you know, uh, I actually think that people who actually see people get healed when they pray is because they go after it a little harder. They go after it a little more. And so I said, hey, I, you can come in and I'll, I'll try to pray for you. I don't know if it'll work, but I'll go after it with you. And I think that's, the, that's the, the whole point here, folks. If we exude the confidence and go after it and do it as often as we can, I, I'm confident that we will see what, what, what maybe we won't see somebody go, come alive from the dead like Peter did, but man, I don't know what God will show us and be involved in if, if we are just willing to go after it. There's something to being spiritually aggressive. And, and so ultimately, right, I, I think it's okay to go to God in gentleness and say, God, we really want you to move and all that kind of stuff. But can I tell you, I think what we did for Mike Wood this last week is we went to aggression for God to move. And by the way, sometimes 
Um, sometimes it's fine to do that. God is God. He can do many things. But sometimes he wants us to get on our face and pray and get aggressive about moving kingdom stuff. Because it says, right, that you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. So getting it out of authority and going after it. Now, I don't know why it happens. Like sometimes God doesn't do those kinds of things and, and, and sometimes those are uh, hard things to deal with. But here's what I know is that, as, that if, if we go after it, then at least it's possible that it could work. So our question for us today is how are we doing with that? How are we doing with our spiritual aggression? And I, th- I thought this is like, folks, if we're not seeing any kingdom unnatural, unlikely, uh, unlogical things happen in our lives, it could likely be that we're not being spiritually aggressive enough. I'm not saying that's, a, that's 100% that way, but it could be that we're not being spiritually aggressive enough and we need to go after it. We need to be, we need to be the all-in kind of Peter thing right here and just go after it. And again, I, I mentioned this a minute ago, that I, I, personally, this, is, this message challenged me this week, personally. Like, I, I want to do that more. I want to be better at that. And I do think there are people am, amongst us in our midst that do that better than others. Um, there was a lady that I used to work with at a, another church. <laughs> that one time, my daughter fell down, scraped her knee or whatever. And, you know, us parents were like, oh, hey, it's okay, and whatever. And she's like, hey, can we pray for that? And Lee and I looked at each other like, it's just a little scrape, it's okay. And we thought it was a little weird at a little point, but can I tell you, I actually, that inspired me. Because even a little scrape, God can do miraculous things with, Right? So what if, what if we, and so I think there are some people in our midst that might do this better than ours, so, but I just really, I really want to, I personally want to get better at this. And so I hope today you want to get better at it too. So that's point number two, being a kingdom agent includes being somewhat spiritually aggressive. So with that, I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward and they're going to help us uh, in some worship. Why don't you guys stand? Uh, and uh, as you're standing, um, we're going to do a, a group prayer uh, this morning uh, as the worship team is getting set up. Um, Evan, you can go ahead and hit that slide if you would. Um, so here's what we're going to do today. I want to, uh, we're, going to, we're going to do two different opportunities to receive prayer today. We've got two songs we're going to do. It. Uh, we're going to do one prayer opportunity before we do the first song, and then we're going to do one in between. Um, but here's the first thing that I want to pray for, and this might just include a lot. Of, I, I want to get in on this prayer, too. I'm going to include myself in this prayer. Um, but maybe uh, lately you would say, you would say, yeah, I've been a little spiritually lethargic. I haven't really been spiritually aggressive. And honestly, maybe you're not even really seeing any unlikely supernatural things happen around you, and you want to see that increase. You want to see that you, like even this afternoon, you want, to, you want to be looking for maybe God to show you something this afternoon that you might be able to pray for, or maybe you see something happen in your life, you know, those kind of things. Like if you want to get in on that, because and like I said, I'm including myself here. Like I want in on that prayer. Then I want to pray for us this morning that we would be like, the, the, in some sense, maybe like Paul, the scales would just come off and man, we'd be wide awake to what God is doing in the next 24 hours, in the next week. So if you want to get in on that prayer, raise your hand and I'm going to, I'm going to include you. Raise your hand, okay. All right, let's pray. So Father God, we want to pray for uh, us that raise our hands this morning, God, that we want to be, we want to be uh, aware of maybe even the next hour, God, that, that you would have a supernatural opportunity before us, God, and, and we wouldn't miss it, God, that we would, we would see the Chevy Traverse that's in front of us, and God, not just see it, but we would take action and God, you would move in a mighty way. And God, it wouldn't stop today. It would go on this week and it would go on in the next month. God, and, and God, as we look at 2021 to be a year where we grow in our discipleship, I pray that this was something I think that Peter 
As many times as Peter screwed up, God, this was something that Peter figured out and had solid in his life. And I want that solid in my life. I know these people who raise their hand, they want that too. Maybe there's some people online. If you're online, you can say, include me, we'll include you in this. If they're online, God, and they, they want to be included. So we pray for some of us, God, we just, we want this solidified in us. So we do not miss a spiritual opportunity to see the unlikely, see, see the supernatural, see mir- miraculous things happen. We don't want to be spiritually lethargic, God. We want to be spiritually aggressive because we know that our lives are just a mist in the grand scheme of eternity. And we want to see you do an amazing thing. And God, I do pray. I'm going to pray something crazy. I would pray, God, that you would give somebody the ability to pray a prayer for someone to come alive from the dead. That'd be fun. Because then it wouldn't be about us. It'd be like you just, people, it says that at the end of that story that so many believed in you, Lord Jesus, and we know we have a hurting world who needs to see you and know you. So make that a reality, we pray. God, I pray that this would be a transformational moment in so many of us this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for letting me pray for you. So here's what I would say. If, if, you, if you raise your hand and, and you see something in the next two, two hours, two days, two weeks, uh, you can email godstory at cornerstonevineyard.church. Uh, if you, godstory, it's on our website too. Um, we want to, we want to, again, celebrate what God is doing. And again, we're expecting God to encounter us and change us and mold us and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so fill that out and, and we'll, we'll share some of your stories over the next couple of weeks, okay? So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing a song. And uh, this is just an opportunity for you to continue just to listen for the voice of God uh, and maybe what there might be some things for you today. And then I'm gonna give you another opportunity to receive some prayer in a minute. We'll do another song. So let's sing. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.